Brandon Brands. Hey everyone, this week we talk about the biggest needle movers for your brand. Check it out. In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed, and the only constant is change, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, a home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal marketing coach. And I believe that building brands that matter is the only way for a business to thrive tomorrow. I appreciate you tuning in. I know your time is valuable. So thanks for coming to listen. If this is your first time, I do encourage you to go to brandonbrands.com where you can find more content, more valuable information to help you, and you can connect with me directly. That's where all the information is that you need to reach out to find my communities. There's also a place where you can click a button to say hey to me and that connects you on Facebook Messenger to have a uh, conversation with me directly. So I hope you guys check it out. I'd love to know that you're listening. And if you guys get a chance to leave a rating or review on iTunes, that really helps uh, out with the podcast. So with no further ado, what I want to talk to today is needle movers for your brand and your business. And what this is, is the biggest things you can do right now that you need to prioritize in your marketing to move your brand forward to change your business. I came across this idea because a lot of the time when I'm talking to a business for the first time, you know, I'm, I'm doing the normal discovery. I'm asking questions and I get to the point where after I've started to you know, ask and learn and, and dive in, I tend to have the same pattern that, that's been starting to develop. I believe it, it seems like it's always a surprise to the people I'm working with what the, some of the things are that we uncover, because it, I think there's a certain mentality that they, you know, to focus on the wrong thing. And what I mean is in a typical marketing structure, and this is with small business and, or this is when I was working on big businesses uh, in advertising, there's a marketing funnel that a lot of people are familiar with, which starts wide and then dives deeper and deeper and gets smaller and smaller. And that widest part is what people call awareness. It's, you know, how do you get everyone's attention? And then once you get all of their attention, how do you then drive them down to a funnel? And it's, you know, a lot of people can become aware of you and then less people will actually consider you for what they're looking for. And then less people than that will actually buy you, will convert. People that convert, some will be loyal, some won't. And then the smallest part of that funnel will become advocates, will be people that tell your story and preach to the choir that you are the best. And when working with big brands, we thought about the entire funnel top to bottom. We'd build these elaborate plans that helped us tap into each phase of the funnel. But I realized when working with entrepreneurs, when working with smaller businesses, you don't always have the opportunity to think about or take advantage of every step all at the same time. Sometimes you have to prioritize your work. You have to prioritize your effort, your money, and you know what you choose to spend time on because time is limited and you can't do everything. So when working with some smaller businesses, the 
thing that I realized is as we go through it, a lot of the times the things to focus on aren't the first thing on the list. I actually think of typically the most helpful thing for any business tends to work in reverse order of that marketing funnel that I explained. And again, you know, the marketing funnel goes from top to bottom, big to small, um, broad awareness, all the way to a very small, you know, conversion, loyalty, and advocacy. And what I realized is what's most helpful for people to focus on a lot of the time is the smallest things first. So let me go through that a little bit with everyone, because I think it might be helpful for you. When you are thinking about what you should do first in your business, the very first thing you've already have, you've started to, to have some success, but you're trying to figure out how to move the needle and actually make some impact to get some growth going. The first place that I like to start with people is advocacy. It is figuring out how to take the customers you already have and make them massive advocates for your business. There's a lot of ways to do that, and it's not always a marketing solution, but one of the easiest ways to do it is to over-deliver, to think about what are the things you can do with your customers that are going to provide massive value and turn a customer into someone who has to tell your story to people around them because you've done so much for them that they can't help themselves. And a lot of the way to do that is... If, you know, if you're having trouble figuring that out is to figure out how you can solve their problems. And maybe your product already solves a problem that they have, but maybe there are more problems that you haven't thought of that you could be solving or additional products you can be building for them or additional service or just some extra step that you can take that will make them a happier customer. And a lot of that will come through listening. You actually have to reach out, talk to your customers and understand what it is that they're looking for. So that's usually the first place I start. I say, you have all these people that you have their communication information, you have their email, their phone number, whatever it is. Why don't you start reaching out to a few of them to ask them what it is that they need? And usually the response I get is, yeah, we do that, you know, and that's how we came up with our product. And what I like to say is, okay, well, you did it once, but why don't you keep doing it? Why don't you keep probing and asking different questions? Because sometimes you just ask a question slightly differently and you might get a different answer. And if you start to think with purpose about how you ask your questions, you might start to find that there are things that you could be doing that are different and that may even be outside of your current business that could really help your customers out. And you might have to bring a partner in or something like that, but start there because once you can solve those problems, you start to find that your customers are dying to tell that story to other people. So really find a way to over-deliver and start with that. And then what I'd also say is the other piece of that advocacy that you can start with is figuring out what are the reputational support elements. And I mean, what are the things that you can rest your hat on that you've accomplished, the stories that you can build, the things you can say you are best at, the things you can say you've you've done or the support you've received or the, how you've gone over the, you know, you have over delivered. What are those stories that that your customers can take with them and tell? the audience there, you know, tell their friends when they refer you and they want to, you want them to be an advocate, you're, they're going to have to have some kind of story to tell about why this is the thing for the people they're referring uh, to. So you have to think about what that, what's that going to be? What is that thing that you want to be known for and how do you get known for it? What's that thing that you want to be different than your competition on? And how do you make it very obvious that you stand apart from them on that? And how do you 
give that story to your audience. Either it's by delivering that or over-delivering that on a one-to-one basis, or you have to start to make that story a part of their story and a part of how they, part of how they talk about you. You have to create the experience and the script for them to be able to share your story appropriately. And along the way, you have to start collecting that. You have to, in the process of marketing, be collecting that feedback and sharing it out because you have, I'm sure you have great stories. Everyone does. So you need to be able to make sure that those customers, A, are giving you that information so that you are understanding what's happening. And B, you're asking the question so that they learn how to talk about you and you're recording it, capturing it, and then putting it back out there on your, on your media channel. So I would start with advocacy. The second thing in the reverse funnel, if you will, is loyalty. The single thing that a lot of people don't realize is that they've already started to build a community. Maybe they realize it, maybe they don't, but treating your customers as a community is an important step. And what I mean is you have to give your customers a place to gather together, to have conversation, to interact with each other and your business as the the curator of that experience. Every business can do this. It might be harder for some than others, but there's always some kind of way to tap into this community, uh, whether it be by providing an informa- informational community where you are supporting them with strategy or tactics, or by providing some kind of support or entertainment or education or information. There's ways to bring people together. And if it's not you, maybe it's through a third party or some other uh, you know, outside piece or some you know passion that you know that they have and is connected to your community in some way. You have to get creative, but there's always a way to figure out how do you bring these people together? What is the, the, some of the common bonds that connect them, that make them more relevant customers for your business? And I'd go as far as to say, you know, it's like, even if you're like, I'm a, I'm a plumber trying to figure out, you know, how to get more customers for my plumbing business, you know, how am I going to build a community? You know, people that need leaks that, that have leaks in their house, that doesn't make sense. Well, no, that doesn't make sense, but there are already communities of people that are rehabbers that are, you know, DIY or that are trying to refurbish their home or do something different and get a renovation going. People that are, you know, new home buyers, those are all groups of people that have things in common. And you could be one of the people and maybe you can gather a few people together that's like, hey, here are some tips on, you know, what to look out for to, you know, take preventative measures to keep your home functioning properly and not breaking down. Whatever the idea is, you have to come up with it. But there's always a way to bring people together. And when you can start to create community, it gives you an opportunity to A, allow them to interact with each other, but B, to be the leader in that, which gives you some authority and some reputation. And on top of all that, the best part of community is the loyalty that once they're in your community, they're less likely to want to jump to others because they have connective tissue to what your to your business and to that piece of it. So The next thing I usually tell people is to jump in and figure out how to drive loyalty through creating community. The other great piece and reason you want to create community is that that is typically where you start to get multiple points of contact with someone. If you're, if you have their information, you might be able to say, okay, I have your email, but let's, if you want to sign up for this new piece of information that I'm putting out to the community, let's set up a call and I'll talk to you about it. And then you have their phone number, or you can say, let's build this community within Facebook. And then you have their Facebook messenger and you're like, okay, now to set up a, to download this document, let's 
shoot you an email and you get their email information, whatever it is, you have to start collecting multiple data points so that your customers along the way are growing with you in terms of how they connect with you, how they contact you, how you contact them. And then of course you have to be very careful about how you use those points of contact. You have to be very delicate with, with what you're sending to them so that you're not overusing it or spamming them. But you do want to start to collect the information about them so that you have different ways to connect with them in different environments. Then you can go and start to, when you're re- trying to retarget or remarket or look for different people that are like them, you have that information on hand. So Create communities, usually where I start, is the second place I tell people to go. The third is conversion in that reverse funnel. So we did advocacy and loyalty, and now we're talking about conversion. This is usually when you're saying, okay, how do I take people who are already interested in me and I get them to buy? And this is where I say, tell me what's been working for your business. What have you already been doing that's driving the most business for you? What's Where, do you, where are you seeing your leads come from? And where is like the most successful lead generation coming from? So is it your, your ad that you're running? Is it some event that you're throwing? Is it your hand-to-hand networking? Is it your, you know, you're, you're going to some conferences and you're, you're meeting people at something else. Are you getting, do you have a traffic source from some type of uh, affiliate program? Like what is, what is working for you right now? Because nine times out of 10, what's working for you right now is something that you could be optimizing, be investing more in, or be at least starting to understand it the best. In other words, you should be knowing top to bottom what all the things are that you can do within that top driving revenue conversion source. So in other words, for example, if an event is my top referral source, then I need to look at 10 different ways to throw more events more often and to do it more cost-effectively and to reach new people. So, uh, you know, you can divide that up a lot of different ways, but the point is the better and more efficient I can get at that process and the more ways I can find to expand it and to do it more in different ways, the better I get at bringing in new customers. So I start with that conversion piece and I look at what's why, what part of that is not converting well. And I go down from there. But I lean into what's working because it's hard to re- reinvent the wheel and start new things. It's a lot easier to take what's working and make it better and replicate it and try to scale that a little bit quicker than to create something new. Now, the one caveat I have to this is this tends to be the downfall of a lot of big advertisers is they only lean on what's working or even small advertisers is that they look at what's been working in the past and they never try anything new. And eventually what they're using becomes outpriced and something else comes in and replaces it that's cheaper or better or faster. And they never tried it. So don't lean on it to the point where you aren't looking at what's new and around the corner, but definitely figure out if something's working for you, how to make it better and establish benchmarks so that you know not only how to make it better and expand it, but also what exactly is the ROI on it. You need to have an exact benchmark. Like if I drive a hundred people to it, it's going to cost me a thousand dollars. And I expect 20% of those people to convert to a purchase and 10% of those people to become lifetime customers or whatever that used to have, know those exact numbers for that thing that you do the most, because then you can measure it and scale it and know, is it getting better and better? Or is it getting worse and worse? You need to know over time, are your tactics working or not working? And That brings me to my next step, which is consideration. So we've done advocacy, loyalty, conversion, and now consideration. 
consideration. This is what I call getting more people to want your stuff. Uh, a lot of people call it growing your list. And this it can be done lots of ways. It tends to be what a lot of people focus on is figuring out how do I reach more people, Brandon? How do I reach more people? How do I get my message out? And you know, is, do I need to run ads? Do I need to post, post on social media? I need to build more content, all that stuff. And the answer is yes, yes, and yes. But this is why it's number four in the list is it is a longer game. It's the kind of thing that takes a long time to do right and takes a long time for people to start to see it. But you can get better at running ads and throwing events and building content. It just takes time. And eventually there'll be some of the stronger tools in your arsenal. But I don't tell people to start with them because they are some of the harder things to do correctly and do well. And if a lot of people, they start with these things and they don't have the rest of it built out correctly. So they bring a lot of people into their world and then they lose them. They call it leaky bucket where you start to fill, you keep filling your bucket with water, but it's leaking so badly out of the bottom that you can't keep it full. So I like to start with the bottom of the bucket, patch the holes, keep people, build the most loyal audience. And then I start to figure out how do I fill that bucket really quickly? And that's where I tell people, yeah, you need to figure out what are the things that bring people into your world? Where are the people that you're looking for? Do they all have something in common? Do they have events that they go to? Do they have media that they consume? Are they all living you know, within certain uh, destinations or vicinities or neighborhoods? You know, how do you get in front of those people and find a way to connect with them? What are those people looking for? What's their customer journey? Like what's their process for finding the thing is that what that thing is that you sell? Are they searching for it on Google? Are they asking their friends on Facebook? Are they searching for how-to articles or videos for how to get something done? And then they find the product. You have to figure out their process and then figure out ways to get in front of them and build content and ads that put you in between those processes and make you the authority for the thing that they're looking for, or just puts you in the world that they're in and gets you into their consideration set. So that I can do a whole topic on, but I'm just, my point in this conversation is to let you know that that's fourth on the list after you've done all those other things. And it's not the thing I would focus on first. And then the last thing, the lowest priority is the thing that people put first overall, which is broad awareness. How do I tell that as many people about this as possible? And what I try to emphasize at this point is it becomes about how many eyeballs are you getting for what price? In other words, how do you get as many people as possible for the lowest possible cost? What is converting the best? What is the most efficient? And this is where you have to start setting up all the measurement that you need. Everything you're doing that drives new customers into your, your offering, you need to understand what you're paying for that. And then you need to try new things so that you can continually test and learn and come up with the most efficient process possible. Uh, maybe Yellow Pages worked for you for 10 years, but you never tried Facebook or you kind of tried it, but you didn't know if it worked or not because you didn't have the measurement in place that that actually worked. No, that's not a random story. That's actual conversation I've had with people is they're still using Yellow Pages because they never tried Facebook properly and set up measurement in a way that they could tell that Facebook was 10 times more efficient than Yellow Pages was. So it becomes a cost per customer, cost per eyeball game at that level. So the very last step in this process is how do you scale up and get in front of as many people as possible for the right price? 
And that, you know, a lot of the time tends to be your Facebook ads, your Google paid ads, your YouTube, your Instagram, whatever those things are like those most like 80% of the internet traffic, the most efficient places you can be happen to be those things you hear everyone talking about. But my problem is people go to those first. They're like, oh, great. I had to figure out Facebook ads. I had to figure out Instagram and I had to figure out my content strategy and I need to get my Google display ads going and YouTube. Like, that's great. But if you haven't figured out how to make your customers advocates, how to create a community, how to convert customers with what's been working and and set those benchmarks up and how to grow your list through being where your customers are. If you haven't done all those other things first, then you're just, this is the top of the funnel leaky bucket problem. And if you can't solve that, then you are wasting time and money and you're going to be the person that says, yeah, I tried Facebook ads once and it didn't work. And the reason it didn't work is because you had your sequence backwards. You focused on the wrong thing first. It's a massively, this, this top of the funnel awareness, these vehicles, these Facebook ads and Google and Instagram, they are massively powerful, effective tools that everyone can and should be using. But if you don't do the other things first, you're going to fail and you're going to not believe in marketing. That's what I'm trying to get people to avoid is to make these mistakes and then have the wrong marketing mindset because they didn't take the right steps in the right order and realize that this is a process. This is a learning game that you have to get better and better at. But if you don't fix the things at the bottom of the funnel first, then you're never going to get those top end things to work in a way that you believe in and are ready to, to continue to improve and get better. So I hope that helps. I wanted to give you that, that structure that I go through because that's every call I have, that t- tends to be the order of operations of things we walk through. It's how I prioritize marketing tactics for companies I work with. You know, it's what I consider the biggest needle movers, movers in your business in that order. So if that helps, I hope it gives you at least some ideas, what, you know, things to think about to do next. I'm happy to talk to you guys about this stuff and go through it with you. So you don't have to do it alone. I know that can be a tedious task in itself, but I'm happy to coach you through it. My door is always open. You can always shoot me a message on Facebook or go to brandonbrands.com and find my messenger button and say, Hey, so that we can start a conversation. I also am running programs right now, some coaching programs. You can always go to brandonbrands.com slash apply to check them out. Uh, Other than that, I hope you're having a great week and I will catch you next time. Brands on brands on brands. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. Head over to brandandbrands.com for more resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandandbrands.com.